So hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Investorpreneur, where we talk everything investing real estate. Today, we talk about buying and selling property with 0 to 15% down with a very good friend of mine. My name is Peter Leung, and I'm a global real estate investor. You know, I own and develop, invest in property all over the world, mainly in UK or Canada or US. But you've seen me on videos or working with people on stage, um, serial entrepreneurs. And today I am privileged to introduce my friend, a specialist, a guy that I trust with my finances, Suer Trong. He's a serial entrepreneur, a property investor, and a financing expert. And he's going to share with us how we can buy properties with your business with zero to 15% down. So Sua, welcome to our podcast. Hey, Pete. Thanks for uh, inviting me on this uh, podcast of yours. I'm, I'm thrilled to help you in any way and as well as your uh, people in your network. Uh, as always, uh, I'm here for you and I appreciate you for bringing me on here. Very humble. Thank you. You're welcome. You are amazing at what you do. So tell us how a business can buy more property at zero to 15% down. How does it work? Well, I'll tell you what it doesn't work for, okay? So then we know we go to how it works. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. It, so it, it doesn't work for salary people. It doesn't work for commissioned people. It doesn't work for somebody who's, um, who's strictly you know, one-man show. It's meant for somebody who has an operating business, like an auto body shop, for example. I'll give you a case study of that one here. And uh, they have cash flow, like they don't know what to do with it. But every time they draw money out, they get ding, like income tax, right? So one of the things that I tell people is like, why don't you invest in, in passive income generating property? I mean, why not? If, if there's a way to withdraw money out without paying income tax, well, wouldn't you be interested, right? So the, the taxation on, in every country is different, Canada, US, UK, wherever it is. Uh, and I'll just say for Canada, because I'm, I'm in Canada. Right. Uh, anytime we draw money out, the down payment is taxable. But if you put in the holding company, transfer into holding company and, and leverage that to, to purchase a property, then it, it isn't. But people don't have problem with A, say they have huge cash flow, but they don't have no down payment. They don't have any retaining income, right? They just have lots of cash flow. They just go through a lot. But having a business, huge cash flow, you can leverage that. Maybe some, some lenders, you know, give you three times the amount of cash flow, five, up to five times or even nine times the amount of cash flow that you have per month. They can give you unsecure line of credit, basically, right? So, for example, if you need $100,000, $200,000 down payment for a million-dollar property, like a quarter, a quarter million dollars for, for a down payment, where does that come from if you only have strictly cash flow, right? You, mm. you don't have any money in your retained earnings or anything like that. But say, say you, you took all the retained earnings because you pay dividends. And that's what people have a problem with. They just pay themselves dividends. They tax the debt. So, yet at the end of the day, you're left with very little to invest. So you're, paying, you're saying most people, what typically most entrepreneurs do, or small business, medium-sized businesses, is they'll pay themselves out by That's the right. amount of money that they've made. So they'll yep. pay themselves out and then they're taxable. They tax on the company and then they tax it on themselves. And by the time that happens, they're left with very little. Yep. So okay. your quarter million dollars is now only worth 100000 because you've been dinged twice. Okay. Right? Why don't you leave the quarter million dollar available funds in there to invest? Right. That so way. How, how, how does that work? So now your business has now made a 200,000, 250,000 for the last two years. Right. As, yep. as you put it, you, you've got an you know, operating business, which allows you to you know, generate a good profit now. And instead of taking it out, invest that amount of money in the, within the company to buy yep. passive investing properties. Yeah. So your operating company sets up the holding company. The holding company buys a passive 
income generating company. Could I mean business? Could be it could be another business similar to yours, right? Or it just could be a, a mixed office, you know, lawyers and accounts upstairs, or or some some even some housing like multifamily for that matter. And you have that's cash flow too every month, right? Right. Right, right. So here's the thing. How do you do it? I mean, you're a mortgage, you're, you're a mortgage expert. You're a finance expert. You understand the numbers. How are you able to, you know, take that quarter million dollars as, as like you say, zero to 15% down. Now I've got a quarter million dollars of, of income in my business. How do I use that effectively? The most effective way, like I say, is have a, have a holding company. So it basically transfer between two companies and that way it'd be exempt from taxation. So you get to use the full amount of money for the down payment. But say you, you still need some extra money. Say you need another 100,000 or 50,000, right? Because you, your, your, your operating company has a cash flow. Every month it can service as X amount of debt, right? So you can either get a term loan for the extra 100,000 you need, for example. Say you, you need a quarter million dollar, but you only have 150,000. Right, so $150,000 is from your operating company. You loan it to your holding company. It's a it's a loan. Yes, it, it's a, you don't have to repay any time. It's you know it's like it's your brother, uh, like your brother exactly. And that's how they look at it, right? Although so, most brothers would want their money back, <laughs> but except this brother you own <laughs> in this instance. So the other hand is you short the hundred thousand. Use the cash flow you have every month in in your operating business to have an unsecured either operating line of credit or a term loan, a five, seven, 10 year term loan that the cash flow can pay, right? And that's a write-off. Think about that. This is really leveraging, maximum leveraging, right? So that means in reality, you don't pay anything. You're actually not even using any down payment. Right, right. So it's a loan to another company, so that's a loan. So, so is, it, is it really difficult? And, and right now, of course, interest rates are, are so low, right? Yep. So, I mean, yep. all, you know, essentially all t one of the all-time lows. Are you able to, is it really available, right, in times like this or in general times where you're able to get, you know, a, a term loan or you're able to get something from, from the bank? See, here's the coolest thing that Peter wants to understand. Residential banking and loans versus commercial is two different things. Residential financing is typically taking current. What is the current status? What's the current income? So they're checking your current income, pay stuff and everything. And if you're laid off, like most people are in today's you know, uh, epidemics going on around the world, you can't get a loan on personal side or it's very difficult to get a loan, right? Commercial side, they look at the last two years of business, your financial statements from the previous two years. Right. Was it better? And now, I guarantee it's probably better than now, right? Right. So you're able to use your past to secure financing for current time. How cool is that? People don't realize this, right? So give well, us an example. What have you done recently to, I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of businesses take advantage of this, quite honestly. Yeah, so yeah. How, how, give us an example of, of a typical business that you would work with. How would this would apply to them? Well, it's, it's very straightforward. It's not really that, it's not rocket science, right? They do some, they do a calculation, you know, risk calculation, how much you can, how much debt you can carry. But re realistically, if, if you only need, like say for example, you're, you're, you're cash flowing every month, um, say for example, annually, $100,000, right? If you're cash flowing $100,000, realistically you can borrow up to three times that, which is like 300,000. So you can pretty much have the whole down payment borrow but then you don't have enough, if, if you run into problem with debt servings from the property, the investment property, then it, it becomes a problem. 
but just say it doesn't. It's self debt service is 75%, okay? So most commercial financing will go up to 75%, mostly around the world, pretty much are similar, US, Canada, Australia, I'm sure the UK is very similar. Uh, maybe they scale it down to today's time, maybe 70 or 65. Mm -hmm. But if you can have the other money borrowed, they don't care because they're financing that holding company. They're not financing the operating company. Right. You get it? So the operating company is carrying the down payment, carrying the carrying costs for the $200,000 they need, say the quarter million dollars that they need. You need $250,000 plus, then you get the debt for the other seven fifty. Right. So, so really, basically you're, you're just uh, moving, you're just moving your, 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 the amount of money that you have retained in your operating company, move it to your, uh, holding company, holding company, and that is used as a down some of your down payment. But at the That's same right. time, you're able to with the operating company also leverage on, um, you know, an operating line or something of that nature that allows you to go. Okay, you know what? Debt servicing on 100k might be you know 350 bucks a month or something along that line. It's you, it's quite it's quite yeah. If you have a cash flow, it's quite affordable, and you can you can manage that. It's a managed risk, and it's a write off. Hmm. And then you move and then you, and then you, with the holding company, then you re-leverage from a bank and go, okay, I want to borrow 75% uh, loan to value on, on the property. And therefore, because of that, you're able to buy a significantly bigger property that, well, or for that matter, with very little down and you're able to get cash flow potentially from it, whether it's a, a multifamily, whether it's, uh, you know, yeah, because you get to use the whole entire 250. If you withdraw that in dividends and you know management low of fees and all that stuff, uh, salary, you're down to almost half of that or less. Right. Right? You're not going to get your advantage. No. Okay. So how you know what? As you say, I mean, how long do you need in terms of track history? And is it really easy to do? So it's under the commercial guidelines of, of operating. So it's yeah. not typically under a residential. It's not like you walk into a bank and go, hey, you know what? I'm looking for this. So they need to speak to a mortgage professional like yourself that knows what they're doing in terms of working with businesses. Yes, they don't use you know, total debt service. They don't use gross debt servicing calculations. They use what they call commercial level is a debt coverage ratio. And every lender is different from a, from a credit union to a you know, state bank, or the, you know, federal bank. It's, it's quite different. So, uh, the you, is, so here's the thing. Do you actually help businesses in this case set up the operating line and then you also help them. So that helps with the operating company getting a, a credit line. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you, they may be able to do it. I, I hear a lot of businesses like warehousing right now, or if you're in logistics, you can basically get 0% down financing. That's realistic what it is. It boils down to because you're really not putting up any money, right? Dentists, lawyers, does that work for them as well? Uh, yes. Dentists, lawyers, chiropractors, um, veterinarian, for example, anybody who's incorporated that has an operating business incorporated, uh, you know, re realtors in Canada, not so much unless they have a real business and like right. multiple uh, brokers with them. Yeah. Individual, like a practice doesn't really count. Uh, so you really have to have like an operating, a real operating business employing several people at least. Right. right. Okay. Two years. So you, couple of year, two years, two years of NOI. Okay. And so in this particular case, how long is the time frame it takes to set something up like this? 
the, the it really depends on how the title system works in, in different countries. The U.S. is different, Canada is different, but it can take between four to six weeks for everything from the beginning to completion. Right. Okay. So in this particular case, so two to four weeks. How is there is there typically a a pretty expensive fee? Because now you're using a commercial, you know, a commercial lender, whatnot. What, how, how does that differentiate from a residential? Uh, residential, typically the, the, the bank, the lenders themselves compensates, you know, it's a like commission, compensates the broker. Whereas commercial financing, it's not. Uh, we charge a fee. You know, I charge between 3 to 5% depending on the, the loan amount. Uh, if it's, you know, I scale it down, it's a bigger amount, of course, right? Even 2% of that. Uh, Typically, you're looking at it between, uh, you know, like legal cost is double because there's two, two lawyers involved, one representing the, the lender, one representing you. Uh, whereas on the residential side in Canada anyway, is right. only one lawyer. In the US, it's just a title, it's a title system, it's different. Right? So every, every country is a little bit different. Uh, reports, usually appraisal, appraisal costs on a commercial side is, I would say almost five to 10 times more costly than residential appraiser reports because it's a little bit more comprehensive. It's much thicker. There's more, more things I need to do rather right. than just a straight. Okay. So, so in this particular case, it, it works for a lot of businesses as long as they have two years of NOI and a real business. So yes. is there a restriction as to what type of properties? I know you, you, I mean, you're in the financing side of things, but I know that you work with a lot of businesses to execute these strategies. So, is there, is there um, you know, type of properties they can buy? You're saying multifamily works or perhaps warehousing? Yeah, it- mixed use even, uh, you know, where they have office upstairs or some uh, and business downstairs, or they even have a family residential upstairs and a commercial retail business below. That's, that's possible. Uh, warehousing that you mentioned. Uh, I mean, ideally, park- ideally yeah. you'd, you'd, <laughs> love the, you'd love a trailer park. I know that you're into that too. Um, I like it. I'm in the parking lots, but uh, you know, with that being said, is it, um, you, can you, does this business, does this operate, does this uh, property that you buy, does it actually need to be cash flowing or could it be, for example, land? Uh, yes, you can, but then you're leveraging the entire operating business cash flow and then they may want a security against the operating company. Like they would, they would require the general security agreement, almost mm-hmm. like uh, uh, your operating company is guaranteeing the loan for the holding company now. So it's like, okay. So you want to avoid that. You want to, you, yeah. you want to have something that does generate property potentially. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, and, and anything would work. It's just a matter of um, does it make sense? Because see, the biggest difference between a residential uh, purchase investment in the property versus commercial is that the lender will ask this question: Does it make sense? For example. Why is, why is a hydraulics-based company offering business investing in a farm, agriculture, agriculture property? That's like, doesn't make sense. What's, what's going on, right? Okay. So, they, so, so as long as there's a linkage, you're basically saying that it would help. So for it a would help rather than make it business harder. executing this strategy, instead of taking out as dividend and then rebuy and then rejecting into a new business, are you in typical, would, would you say that you're probably going to get like, 40 to 50% more efficiency? Oh, yeah, it depends on how you're taxed. If you tax the salary, 40 to 50%, right? <laughs> so uh, you're making six figures uh, drawing as a management salary, it's, it hurts, 
right? Dividends, you get some tax break. But here, you get to use the entire money. Right. I right. get it. Most people say, well, I need to draw salary. Not really. If that company, if that business you own, like for the multifamily building, say, say you put a 30, 40, 50 unit into the holding company, who's going to manage it? Maybe you, your family, your brother, then you can draw a salary from there. That makes more sense, right? Awesome. That is incredible. That is incredible, Sua. I, I, I can't believe how, and you would say, most people don't know anything about this because they've never, they've never heard of a strategy like this. No, I guess they, they, they do what everybody else is doing. Buy a house and flip, you know, fix and flip. Everybody's doing that, right? That's the easy way. This requires thinking and strategy and, you know, more long-term approach versus, oh, we can flip it, you know, done within three, six months. Right. Well, we're, you know, you and I are both into generating mega wealth by accumulating real estate, right? So, yeah. Uh, I, I like what you do, intergenerational wealth. I'm not going to fix and flip. You really don't own anything. You're giving that equity up to the next person, right? You did all the work. Excellent. So, Sua, I'm going to attach your information at, the, at, the, at, the, at this podcast. If, if people would like to reach out to you, they can send you an email or, you know, or something. Means, something. Yeah. Okay, to, to get a hold of you because I think you are amazing at what you do. He is a strategist. He is not just... He's not just like, hey, you know what? Here's what service I can provide. But he's a strategist. Sua, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for making this so simple for us and executable right away. So thank you. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Again, this is Peter Leung. Let's go out there and make some passive income. See you at the top. <laughs>